now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the, the Derriers. Derriers. Driving up and down the roads, mostly in the rain. Did you notice this trip? Yeah. It's really rainy. Yep. yep. Country needs rain. But you just do what you got to do. I, well, like we have a choice. And we found out that one of the windshield wipers did not work. But yeah. We'll get to that later. Fortunately, it was the right one. The right one. I mean, yeah. not the correct <laughs> not one. Not the correct one. Yeah. The right. It was the one on the right. The one on the right, yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're doing what we do. We're just gathering up songs and uh, that are being ignored, maybe. Well, yeah. And, uh, at least at, at that moment. At that moment. Yeah. Somebody le- If they don't touch them for a minute. Oh, uh, we're going to snag yeah, them up. Yeah, we snag them up. We snag them up. We're like flypaper. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, well put. People ask us, they say, Derriere's, exactly what is Americana music? And, you know, that's a, that's a good question. Well, and like we're some kind of experts. Which we're not. We have an opinion. An opinion, yeah. And a uh-huh. definition. And it's a definition. the same thing. Yep, in our case. And we, we feel like it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And having said that, boy, oh boy. Oh, it's a it's a broad, broad palette. It's all over the place. I mean, for instance, it could be that Bakersfield sound. <laughs> it could be uh-huh. rock and roll. It could be honky-tonk. Show tunes. It could be Motown. It could be classical. It could be Tex-Mex. Ragtime. How about uh, doo-wop? How about barbershop? Gospel. Rhythm and blues. Uh, it could be hip hop. But you know what? The kind we love. Allow me to rephrase that. What's our favorite kind of music, Roger? Boogaloo. Yeah. I, we like the name. We anyway. just like saying boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah. And the format of the show is that uh, we show up each and every week, uh, each of us, with a uh, virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to That's the other That's the only guy. rule. Exactly. And we parse them out one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And since it's an even-numbered show, uh, mm-hmm. it's your turn. It is. Okay. So it, I think it was the last show... <clears throat> that uh, uh, I said I had made a decision that we had not um, featured any, and definitely not enough, whistling tunes. Oh, boy. And so we had a whistling song, right? Yeah, we sure did. Which was, uh, uh, it was crazy, right? It was pretty crazy, yeah. So, uh, but in in my um, uh, research for that, I ran across one, and uh, and... and, and it's by a guy named Freeman Davis. You know who Freeman Davis. You're taking Davis. the mystery out. It's going to yeah. be a whistling song, and we have somebody named Free, Free what? Freeman Davis Freeman was his Davis. name. He was born okay. in October 1902, but he was known as Brother Bones, okay. or also Whistling Sam. Oh, okay. So um, oh, he was born in Montgomery, Alabama, and um, he was best... Uh, remembered for his 1949 recording of the 1925 standard, Sweet Georgia Brown, that was adopted as a theme song of the Harlem Globetrotters basketball team in 1952. And it's been a great little jam tune besides that. Well, sure it has, you know, but, uh, but so, so, but in looking into it, okay, I found this uh, album, it's uh, by Brother Bones and His Shadows. 
right? And it's uh-huh. called globetrotting with bones. So it's not only whistling, but it's bones. Okay. It's bones, cl- clicking bones, yeah, we know, right? We, we know what bones we, are. A really good, and we know a good bones player. Yeah, Barry Bones Patton. Barry Bones, yep. However, in looking into this song, there's, there's something else that makes it even more distinctive. Okay. Oh, you're, you're going to love this. Okay. Uh, it says, notably, the bass line for this track uses the Nova chord. You ever heard of a, the Nova chord? Yeah, no. Okay. It's a very early electronic synthesizer. And um, it was made by the uh, Hammond Company, okay? Yeah, they they made made all the organs, right? Uh So it was considered the world's first commercial polyphonic synthesizer. No kidding. And uh, it it incorporated many circuit and control elements found in in modern synthesizer. It uses uh, subtractive synthesis. Somebody might know what that means. I have no idea what that means. To generate tones. So it was designed by uh, one of the Hammond uh, Company's... uh, Guys, engineers, whatever. They right, were, yeah. and, and it was the it was the only uh, instrument they ever made that was not made to make organ sounds. Uh. Okay, to sound like an organ, right? Yeah. So only a thousand sixty nine of them were ever built, and it was over a period of nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty two, and um, it 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 began in thirty eight, but it was first heard at the nineteen thirty nine New York World's Fair. Okay. So the Novacord the Novacord Orchestra of Frederick <laughs> Grof performed daily at the Ford stand with four Novacords and a Hammond or- oh, organ. Jeez, I can't wait. <laughs> I could have heard that. I can't wait. And um the first instrument was delivered to Franklin uh, President Franklin D Roosevelt on January 30, 1944 as uh, 1940 as a birthday present. Okay, yeah, like he was going to play. Uh, it. I don't know. Yeah, Did whatever. he play it? But it was not well suited to to the technique of organists or pianists and required frequent adjustments to the controls of the front panel to create new sounds. Like many uh, analog synthesizer, it was much better suited for producing otherworldly timbers. Uh-huh. And it found its its niche some years after production, shaping the sound of many science fiction, film, and television <laughs> scores. We've been here before. <laughs> so I got to tell you, um, I never, I mean, I've heard this song dozens of times. Yeah, right? yeah. We've all heard it over and over again. Uh-huh. But if you listen to it for the sound of this Nova chord, you're going right. to hear it. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. So uh, let's kick off the show with this. I think it'll be fun. Brother right. Bones and his shadows doing... Sweet Georgia Brown. Hey, man, who's that cat coming down the street? I don't know, but it sounds to me like that whipping man with the bone. Sure having himself a ball. Thank you. 
something to listen to it listening for that with, with new ears now yeah, yeah i never i never yeah. thought about it i guess you must surely you have a picture of this uh you know what i do i have a picture of the outside and the inside okay and i'm gonna put them on the website very bizarre yeah yeah i mean being a bass guy you know i totally dig it i just don't quite understand it well it, it's maybe not for you to understand <laughs> maybe not <laughs> <laughs> okay fine Let's see where we're. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, yeah, isn't it? I think it is your turn. Though. Okay, listen, I, I, I was kind of digging around, you know, and Americana music is like all over the place, as we've obviously discussed, right? You bet. Uh, but, you know, you can't get any more Americana than a group that calls itself Session Americana. That's what they call themselves. Okay. Now, it, now I, I kind of, again, you talk about stumbling across stuff. That's I was looking for something different. And I found these guys. It's a six-member six group of experienced musicians uh, from the uh, Boston area. Okay. And they came together in 2004 for little informal shows at a, at a place called Toad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. It, it was a pub in Cambridge. And on Sunday nights, they'd come in and play, right? Okay. Kind of ex- extemporaneously. And they, uh, they, they kind of, you know, they, would, um, they finally outgrew the place. And because uh, they get bigger and bigger crowds, so they moved to a play, place called another uh, aptly named Lizard Lounge. Oh, I like that. In Cambridge. And then uh, their popular outgrew, you know, that even. So later on, they had to go keep getting to bigger places. But here's the interesting thing even though they, they played larger venues to more people, they still kind of try to maintain this little group thing, you know, just a bunch of friends getting together. And so they, they, they sit around a table. Uh, you know, and, and, and sit across from each other and play. And they pass their instruments around and, wow. you, you know, depending on what song they're playing and everything. Cool. So they didn't actually get into a studio for a while to actually do a real recording because they were having too much fun doing this stuff. But uh, they finally did. They went into the studio and recorded something. But the other cool thing about it is that they did it live. And you are somebody that really appreciates clever lyrics. Oh, yeah, I love that. Well, you're going to love this song. Really? Yeah, this is really cool. It's The band is called Session Americana. If, if it's a band, they call it a collaborative, you know, more okay. than a band. Uh, Session Americana, uh, this is recorded in two, uh, 2015. And uh, the name, it's and, oh, the name of the album is pretty cool, too. It's called Pack Up the Circus. <laughs> I like that whole concept. <laughs> I do, too. Uh, so the name of the song from 2015 is called Notary Public. <laughs> Because I think I'm gonna sign away my heart again I didn't read the tiny writing I just blindly signed the bottom of the page And then She spent my money, paid no interest Took my love and now she's leaving me alone again I need a notary public Because I don't think I got the will to love again Don't need a doctor or a lawyer To get out of this particular predicament I need somebody's job it is to oversee the signing of important documents You see, I didn't see the sign and I was ignorant to think the love was heaven sent I need a notary public if I'm ever gonna get back all the love I lent 
the signs When I was sleeping with the one I should be sleeping on And if love's a dotted line Then it was broken from the start We put the horse behind the cart When I signed away my heart I need a notary public Cause I think I've gone and signed away my heart again I didn't read the tiny writing I just blindly signed the bottom of the page And then She spent my money, paid no interest Took my love and now she's leaving me alone Public, but I'm never gonna get back all the love I land. I need a notary public. Okay, now wait for it. This is a live recording, right? Uh-huh. And they just finished a tape. Oh, we got that because that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. I don't what? know how that gets better, except for I forgot to after the intro. <laughs> Now that's a sound of a band having a good time in the studio yeah. right there. That's great. That's great stuff, Leo. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'll let you know on a little secret. Occasionally, <clears throat> when you play something that I particularly like, I yeah. grab my phone and I go into my iTunes and I download something. Oh, so you I, dog, I, I, I can go back and listen to it. Well, so there you go. That's one I did. All right. Let's see, Roger. It's back to you. What do you, you got? Uh, we have not played nearly enough accordion music. You're, you're right. At least recently. I, and being great lovers of accordion music, that is unforgivable. And and uh, on a recent trip out, I, I searched for accordion music, which wasn't very successful. But I did. I found a guy by the name of Richard Joseph Contino. Yep. Uh, Dick Contino is what he went by. He was born in 1930. Um, and uh, he was born in Fresno, California, and he studied accordion um, like at the age of six or seven years. Wow! You know, and he at, at that age he exhibited great virtuosity on the instrument. It's like, hey, we got something going here. So he got his big break on December seventh in nineteen forty-seven. He was seventeen years old, and he played "Lady of, of Spain," which was his signature signature piece. That's a signature accordion piece, right? Period, right there, and. Um, uh, and won first place in the Horace Height Philip Morris Talent Contest in Fresno. Okay, okay that was a thing back uh-huh, then, right? Uh-huh. And it was broadca- broadcast on national radio. So he also won first place in subsequent competitions in Los Angeles, Omaha, Des Moines, Youngstown, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, and New York City. He made it all the way to the Big <laughs> wow. Apple, coast to coast. Yeah, he won first place in the final round on December twelfth, nineteen forty-eight. And um, and that was in Washington D.C. And he toured with the Horace Height Orchestra and was billed as the world's greatest accordion player. <laughs> okay. And this guy, he might be. I mean, uh, we know a little bit about accordion technique because of our uh, exposure with Lori, exactly, our accordionist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he does a double bellows like it's like it's effortless. Okay. Um, but he appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show a record forty-eight times. Good Lord. So um, this was from an album called Horace Height Presents Dick Contino. Uh, and it's with Horace Height and his musical nights, which we'll <laughs> sure. take a look at them later on. Dick Contino doing Lady of Spain. <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm exhausted. <laughs> Isn't that great? You know, yeah. and now by, by virtue of knowing Lord Beth, yes. we know what a double bellows is. Yeah. And man, does he ever yeah. play in the dickens out of that? Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite a physical thing. Yeah, it really you know? is. Yeah, it takes a lot of yeah. muscle. And he just makes it sound effortless. Yeah. awesome. That guy was screwing around. Man. Oh, man, that was great. That was pretty good. Hey, you know what? We what? Uh, we are out of time. Oh, we are for out this of time. segment. Yes, we are, yeah. And, uh, of course, tomorrow's moving day. Uh-huh, yeah, and... And so we need to go out and police the area. And, and you know what? What? You get to pick up the trash. I get to pick up the trash. It's an even well, number show. you go get checked that... Left or inside, inside duel. It's okay, my turn. Fine, I appreciate that. Okay, I'm good with it. All right. Well, uh, we'll do that, and we'll be back in a minute. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Well, we're back. We are back. Both and, of us. I yes. Took a, I took a head count. Yeah. And we're both accounted for. Good. I appreciate your concern. I'm very concerned. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, three pounds down, in case Just you're asking. Three? Yeah, the tire was three, down, three about, pounds down. That's, that's about normal. It, yeah. yeah, it's, it's you know, about it, what it, it is. It is what it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's comfort in that. Well, that's consistent at <laughs> yeah, least. Exactly. <laughs> like, like so many things in our life are not. Exactly. That's right. That's true. Exactly. Uh, well, good. Well, we are broadcasting this week uh, from the Shady Grove RV Park in Harrison, Arkansas. You know, we're not that far from home here. Well, no, we were just right at home. At home, uh, right. Just not so long ago. We've been zigzagging yeah, back and forth across the middle part of the country. Yeah, here, it's right? been a short trip, which really is kind of nice, it actually. Is, yeah. for a change. Uh, but, you know, Harrison, Arkansas, has got, I mean, it's got a lot of history to it. And, I mean, you know, we always go back to well, who were the first people there. Well, they were the Native Americans, as usual. Of and, course. And uh, probably beginning with cliff dwellers who lived in caves uh, along, you know, in bluffs. Oh, yeah, because there's a lot of that down here. There's a bunch of that yeah. down here. Now, in later times, the Osage people, which was a branch of the Sioux Nation, mm-hmm. right? Um, they were the main tribe, tribe in the, uh, the whole area of the Ozarks which is now today a huge recreational uh, yeah. area with the lakes and everything. Sure. And uh, anyway, they, uh, there were the, also the Shawnee, the Kuopaw, uh, Caddo people. But uh, the Cherokee arrived in 1869, and they, 1816, and they did not get along with the Osage, right? Really? So they had a, they had a, a little uh, fight. So they just shipped the whole batch of them off to Oklahoma and so said, you can fight it out down there. <laughs> it was that down there. Wow. Uh, anyway, lots of things happened down here, but there was kind of a notable thing here I, I saw that was cool. There's a, a bank robber and a convicted murderer. His name was Henry Starr. And he was in Harrison on in February of 1921 when he tried to, um, to, to rob the People's State Bank, right? Okay. And they got... It's like $6,000, which is a lot of money at Back the time. Back then, yeah. Right. But they weren't counting on the fact that uh, a former president of the bank was there at the time, and he shot him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oops. He, he went and said, oh, no, don't mess with the ex-president of this thing. Wow. Anyway, uh, one other thing that's kind of interesting. Um, in uh, 1962, a guy named uh, Sam Walton opened his second Walmart store in Harrison. Yeah, so that's that's where you're you know, the home that's place for the, all the Walmart stars is right now. The whole there. thing started. Yeah, that's it. Wow, we got kind of interesting place. It's nice down here. Yeah, it's it really pretty. Is. It is yeah. pretty. Yes. Well, people ask us. They say, "Derriers, uh, exactly." Hey, what's the deal? Uh, you drive around this great country of ours in this old RV, and uh, what are you what are you trying to prove? We're not trying to prove anything. We're just. Driving around. <laughs> or just trying to get by. Yeah, getting by. You know? Well, you know, unlike our compadres on Truckers Radio USA who have these things called 
ranches, ranches yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains yeah. uh, Alan Bailey, of course, has a Swinging Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Right. Tennessee Jim has the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills, and of course, Orrin Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. Right. And we were saying, you know, we would go, "Hey, we wish we had a ranch. We don't have a ranch." But we, we were corrected in that regard. Well, yeah, our pal Suzanne said, "Hey, look at it this way, guys. Uh, you've got the entire continental United States. That's our from ranch. ocean to ocean and border to border. That's right. Uh, you could say we have a ranch." Without fences. And we do, and we ride that range in our RV called... Rambling Roads. Rambling Roads. Why you... Yeah, sweet Rosie. Rosie seems to get us there. She gets us there. Despite ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we give her a lot of breaks. You know? That's true. We meander around a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Leo, I believe it's back to you. You know, I uh, I was talking about um, a guy named uh, Chuck Mead here a while back. Sure. Local guy. Local guy, yeah. He's from over in Lawrence. And um, he had a band uh, called BR549. Right. And that was named after an old bit uh, that used to be on the old Hee Haw. Show, yeah. Uh, yeah, with it. And the, the comedian's name was Junior Samples. Right. God, he was funny. Oh, yeah. It's just deadpan. Totally deadpan, yeah. man. He, mm-hmm. he was a really cool guy. But anyway, uh, the, uh, the, the BR549, the band, mm-hmm. went out to do pretty good stuff. And I, I featured Chuck Mead on a song the last time. But I figured this time I'd bring the whole band back in. Well, cool. Uh, to one of the th- songs they did. Uh, I'm going to feature, there was an album recorded in uh, 1996. And they had a pretty good run there. Yeah, uh, they did. They, they put out two or three good albums. Kind of were, rockabilly stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, with a really good sound. That steel player, I think, is still with him uh, that they had during that time. A- an incredible steel player. I wish I could remember his name right now, but I didn't. Anyway, okay. uh, so I'm gonna just, I just picked this song at, uh, at random. Well, not really. I happen to like this song. Uh, this particular cut is called Cherokee Boogie from 1996.
That's that's just good boogie right now. Oh there. yeah, that's, that's a lot of fun. That's great music. We're that sitting here bumping down the road, you know, singing along. That's with great it, getting down the road music. Okay, Roger, let's see. You got this look in your eye right now. And I can't quite figure out what that's all about. Our buddy Jason, you know, he sent us down a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah, he also crawled into our camper once. Well, you know, he did. That's true. Yeah, he has sent me down a. A virtual whirlpool, maybe more like a cesspool. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, this is so convoluted um, that I actually I, I printed stuff out, um, and I and I kind of rehearsed this because wow. it is it's really an involved thing. Okay. So he told me about this uh, project, this album called Songs of Protest and Anti-Protest. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, it was released um, as a, a guy by the name of Chris Lucy, L U C E Y. All right. Okay, but the but it wasn't Chris Lucy. The guy's name was actually um, uh, uh, Bobby James Jameson. Okay. All right. Um, is that right? Yes, Bobby Jameson. Okay. okay. So so to start this out, I want to tell you a little bit about Bobby Jameson. Okay. Okay. So uh, he started his career in 1963. He was hyped as the next major pop event. Uh, in an elaborate pro- promotional campaign that ran in Billboard and Cashbox. Really? Now, tell uh, me what, when, when this was. It was uh, 1963. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, from the, uh, going in, he yeah. never got anywhere. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but for the next five years, he released 11 singles across eight different American and British record labels. And at one point, he was the opening live act for the Beach Boys, Jan and Dean, and Chubby Checker. Wow. And he declined an offer to join the Monkees. He declined an offer. (laughs) You talk about your career choices right there. So from the mid-1600s to the early 1700s, he was active in Los Angeles. Just wait, before I correct, you said 1600s and 1700s. Oh, sorry, 1960s and 70s. 70s, thank you. I'll help you with the hard stuff. I, I'm confused. This thing is just wait. I'm wait. I'm he was waiting. active in the Los Angeles underground music circles. Okay, working with uh, musicians like Frank Zappa mm-hmm. and Crazy Horse. Okay. okay, yeah. So he during this time he participated in the Sunset Strip riots. He appeared as a subject in the 1967 documentary Mondo Hollywood. Jeez. which was kind of an anti-Vietnam yeah. thing, and garnered a reputation as someone who had ruined his chances at success. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> he, his life was, a, was affected God. by personal misfortune, followed by alcohol, alcoholism, criminal activity, and, and he grew increasingly frustrated and disillusioned with the music industry, alleging that his managers and employers failed to ensure him financial compensation and royalties, which is not all untrue, by yeah, the way. That's okay, I get that. And that some companies had illegally claimed the intellectual property rights to his songs. So, for, and I'm going to go on ahead and say for the, much of the 70s, he was institutionalized or homeless. <laughs> Eventually, he achieved sobriety, and after 1965, he left the music business completely and was rumored to be dead for many years. 
But in 2002, this album we're going to talk about, Songs of Protest and Anti-Protest, was reissued without his knowledge. And in response, he resurfaced in 2007 with a series of autobiographical blog posts and YouTube videos, which he maintained until his death in 2015. You can go see him. Yeah, sure. So so here's the deal. This album, Songs of Protest and Anti-Protest, it was was, uh, released... In uh, 1965, and the um, the original album was uh, was by it was a project between Surrey Records and singer songwriter Chris Ducey. Okay, D U C E Y. Right. Ten songs were recorded for the album. However, the record label ran into contractual complications when it was discovered Ducey had commitments to ABC Records. Oh, jeez. Without a deal to release songs of protest and anti-protest, record producers Randy Wood and Betty Chiapetta had intent to find a new musician to record another set of original material, (laughs) and they discovered Bobby Jameson. (laughs) He's back. And so they brought him in, and uh, and he um, recorded 10 songs, uh, which had nothing to do with the titles of the other songs, but they were 10 songs. They changed his name to Chris Lucy, and and, and the albums had already been printed and everything. And so they overprinted the albums to change it to Chris Lucy. Gee, God. Because I'm looking, I'm going, who's Chris Lucy? Who's Chris Lucy? No, even better. Hey, Bobby, (laughs) the monkeys are on the phone. So, uh, but anyway... He, he said, what happened is, uh, Jameson said, he, he said, I was 20 years old, flat broke, and unrepresented by council or management. Uh, they, he received no royalties for any sales and, and was credited as Chris Lucy without any mutual understanding. So um, it, it's just, uh, the song did not receive much attention at the time of its release, and it's now one of the most prized pieces of the era. I mean, it's really some cool music. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. Uh, I would say about Bobby Jameson's version, Yeah, uh, not so much about Chris Ducey's, I don't think. So in order to kind of put it in context... Uh, oh, here's the other thing. In, in 2015, like 50 years after this uh, thing came out, yeah. they finally did release the original one with Chris <laughs> Ducey, which I found. So what we're going to do, first we're going to listen. These are short songs anyway. All right. We're going to listen to the first cut, Yeah. which is That's the Way the World Has Got to Be. Okay. So this is the original that was never released All right. by Chris Ducey. Okay. comment you made it's like all bell bottoms and 12 string guitars <laughs> yes, it is <laughs> okay so so that is the original 
unreleased version okay. of the song okay, uh, by Chris Ducey. Ducey. Okay. So, uh, so then they turned around. They brought in Bobby Jace Jameson. They, re, uh, they uh, overprinted the album covers that were already printed up to, to read Chris Lucy. And he did 10 songs, totally unrelated. And so this is the first cut, which is the same title. Okay. That's the way the world has got to be by Chris Lucy. Tell you, man, uh, we've been down a lot of rabbit holes. Oh, that's a doozy, boy, Jason. That was one, man. Uh, thanks for that. I think. I think. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to maybe. I don't know. Put that one in the bank. We'll see what it, it, it gains any interest. We'll what a what a uh, what a interesting story. Now, I mean, it bears listening to. We and we should remind people at this point that they can go to Spotify. You know. Yes. And listen to this as often as they want. That's right. Yes, they can. And you may need to. Yeah, you may need to. Yeah. Wow. All right, Leo. Well, get us out, yeah. get us somewhere better. Thanks for uh, digging this <laughs> hole here, you know. All right. I'm going to just try to get us out. I'm going to try to bring us back to Earth just a little bit. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to do a, 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 I'm going to feature a guy. His nickname was the Swamp Fox. All right. I like I'm, it I'm already. So far. And I got to tell you the truth, man. This is a popular song uh, back in 1969. I got to tell you the truth, Roger. I thought the guy was African-American when I heard it. Okay. And it wasn't until much later that I realized, you know, he was not. Uh, this, his, uh, his full name was, uh, guess what? Tony Joe White. <laughs> what? That's ironic. That's ironic. There you go. And uh, he was born in uh, like 1943. Uh, but um, he also wrote, besides, I'm going to feature Polk Salad Annie, okay, his version, ah. Polk Salad Annie. He also wrote, though, uh, a song that we had featured that was done by Brooke Benton 
uh, before this, uh, which was our rainy night in Georgia. Yeah, good. Now he, that's it, a great tune. He came back and recorded that himself as well. But anyway, he was the get a little of this. He was the youngest of seven children. He grew up on a cotton farm uh, near Oak Grove, West Carroll Parish, Parish in Louisiana. So okay. we're talking down in the in the deep part of the South there. And he first began performing music at school dances. And after graduating from high school, I went right straight to work in nightclubs in Texas and Louisiana. But get a little of this. Polk Salad Annie had been re- released for nine months and written off as, as a failure, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, by his record label. They said they were, they were done with it. But all of a sudden, it got hot. It entered the U.S. charts in July 1969. It climbed to the top 10 by early August and eventually reached number six, which is uh, his biggest hit, you know. Uh, of wow. his career. So anyway, that's a little background on the song. And I've always loved this song, but like I say, I really thought the guy singing it was black. I've never seen a picture of him or anything. Sure, yeah. But uh, you listen to him and you get that real Louisiana sound. Yeah, out sure. Of there. Uh, Tony Joe White, 1969, Polk Salad Annie. Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm going to tell you a little bit about this so that you understand what I'm talking about. Down there we have a plant that grows out in the woods and the fields. Looks something like a turn green. Everybody call it poke salad. Poke salad. You snow a girl lived down there and she'd go out in the evenings and pick her a mess of it. Carry it home and cook it for supper. Cause that's about all they had to eat. They did alright. I'm down in Louisiana. Alligators grow so mean The little dog girl that I swear to the world Made the alligators look tame Poke salad any Poke salad any Everybody said it was a shame Cause her mama wasn't working on a chain gang A mean vicious woman Supper time, she'd go down by the truck patch and pick her mess of poke salad and carry it home in a toast sack. Poke salad, Annie. The gator's got your granny. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Everybody said it was a shame because her mama was awakened on tending. A wretched, spiteful, straight razor tote moment. <laughs> Lord, I must take my mess up. Said it was a shame Cause her mama was a wicked on a 
man that's funky stuff <laughs> oh man i still love that song yeah it's a great tune oh hey look at the time Roger. yeah we are out of time we went uh, off yep. on a weird tangent there yeah we did uh but uh, it was a fun one anyway it was fun yeah yeah so let's get out of here uh, and then we'll be back and uh for the next segment uh this is the americana road show right here on truckers, truckers radio, radio usa, USA. We are backing up. Hey, guys, we're backing up. That's what we do. That's we back we do. up other people. That's we do. That's our job. That's right. Yeah. Well, we, we've backed ourselves in some real corners occasionally, too. <laughs> yeah, we have too. done that, too. I got to tell you. Like that last set, man, that was that's totally weird. <sighs> it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad it's done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm glad to be done with tell it. Tell me it's done. It's done. Okay. Well, there is a little follow-up, but but it, it, you, it'll be okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is the part of the show where we uh, just get right down and we beg beg people to go to our websites. We, we beg a little bit. Uh, the one for this show is thederrieres.com. We're going to do you a favor. Mm-hmm. We try to remind people every time. Yep. Yes. The. Do not forget it. Don't just put it right there. The Derriers. Right. Right. If you forget it, you'll never forget it. That's right. That's the. It'll we make say. a deep impression on that's your a, mind. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. That's a, duh, that's a public service announcement. For Correct. Us. Correct. Uh, and of course, the one uh, for the band is. Well, that's the threetrailswest.com with the number three on the front of it. Yes, it is. And that's where you go. You can find out where we're you know where we're going to be playing. You can order our records there. Get yeah. Stickers and the new t-shirts. t-shirts. Yes, yeah, they're, they're super looking cool. good. Yeah. Looking good. And uh, uh, if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of content. content. And if you watch it, we're pretty sure you will be contented. contented but there's a lot. Oh, there is. You could become confused, confused in which case you should just contact, contact us, us and we'll help you get it all sorted out. Yeah. Uh, you can get to us uh, through the contact us tabs on either website or get right to us with our email addresses. Uh, mine is Roger, no D, at thederriers.com. And mine is Leo, also no D at thederriers.com. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other thing, if you go to thederriers.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, you can listen to or download and listen to at your leisure any of our past episodes. That's correct. Preferably in a leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yeah, yeah. you got to rock the leisure oh, suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you want to see how it's done, uh, there's a picture of our buddy Jim Farrell out. Really rocking a leisure suit. That's right. Uh, it's rust colored. I mean, no, that was the it's, color. It's nice. Yeah. Hey, you know, the other thing uh, is uh, you can find any of our po- uh, past episodes now on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Yes. And even uh, you can also find it on Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Amazon or Music, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Spotify. Yeah. So just go check it <laughs> out. Go check it out. Uh, you can find it anywhere. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres. Without, Without the, the Derriers. Thanks, Mike. We yeah. do appreciate that. You bet. I think he's been listening, too. He has. He yes. sent us an, a, a message that kind of... An encouraging An encouraging message. message. Which yeah. we don't get many of those. No, we so get a lot of the other kind a lot. Often is heard a discouraging a, word. A little positive reinforcement goes a long ways with us. Yes. All right. I can't remember where we were, but I believe that it's... you. Have, I had the last song. 
Yes. So it's your turn. It is. Okay. Okay. So, uh, okay, we're done with that whole thing that we did. However, I don't uh, know. well, I, w- I was just interested in this Chris Ducey guy. Okay. okay the guy yeah. that did the original album. Yeah. And uh, he was uh, actually a uh, an original member of the groups Prairie Madness and the Penny Arcade. Yes. And uh, so I thought, well, so I go looking at that, right? And uh, Prairie Madness, it was a guitar-piano duo that existed in the 60s and 70s in Los Angeles and, and then in Marin Cali, California. Um, it was composed of Chris Ducey and a guy named Ed Mills. And uh, they, uh, they had a, an album and a single called uh, Shame the Children. Oh. And it was co-produced by Matthew Fisher, who was the Proco Harum organist. Oh, okay, yeah. And a guy named Joe Sill. Right. Um, it's actually pretty cool. It's real folky, uh, 60s kind of stuff. Yep. And so I thought we might give it a listen. Prairie Madness doing Shame the Children. You take a piece of paper, throw it out the window, the paper blows down, down into a river, the river blows out, out into the ocean, the ocean moves round. We 
we've been all over the map. Yes, we have. Today. Is that is that 60s enough for you? That's 60s enough right yeah. there. I never get enough of the 60s. I'm, you know, yeah, I figured that'd be something you'd kind of like. Yeah, totally, man. Kinda, I'm, I'm like zoning yeah. out, you know. Yeah. It's kind of proco-haramly. Yes. Haramy. Haramish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leo, what, uh, what do you got? Oh, this band kind of came out of nowhere in, in 2000, in the year 2000. And uh, they, Doc Watson uh, discovered these guys uh, while its members were busking outside of a pharmacy in Boone, North, North Carolina. Wow. <laughs> Hey, you guys, your boys aren't too bad, you know. <laughs> they said that the sound of it is kind of fueled by punk rock energy, you know, except Ozark influenced stuff with fiddles and everything else. Interesting. You know where I'm going with this? No, I don't. But okay, I can't wait. Before I tell you the name of the band, I want to tell you they did a, a version. Their, their signature song is Wagon Wheel. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's universally hated yes. by most bands. Yep. <laughs> Nobody wants to play that. People yep. make fun of it. They write, you know, bogus lyrics and stuff to it. Yeah, it's like uh, Rocky Top for bluegrass bands. That's and, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking Crown about... Mary for rock and roll bands. There you go. Old Crow Medicine Show. Yeah. All right. So aside from that song, I mean, they, they, these guys are a great band. I really loved them, but I wanted to... Uh, find something a little different that you don't hear very often. And I, I was playing some of their stuff and uh, listening through headphones, and I found this one, which is from 2014. It's a waltz. Oh, cool! And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful song. Uh, and I thought maybe that's a good way to go out here. Today. I don't like it <laughs> after all the strangeness we've had. So calming effect. There you go. <laughs> sort of the old crow medicine. So from uh, it's from called Sweet Amarillo from 2014. <laughs>
There's a light in the window Where a road-weary shadow Drifts into the arms Of a long-distance lover Then they turn back the covers And dance the redover Till the light of the dawn Sweet Amarillo Tears on my pillow You never will know How much I cry Sweet Amarillo Like the wind in the willow Damn this old cowboy For my foolish ride Sweet Amarillo Sweet Amarillo Now I gotta tell you Roger We've been messing around a lot Yes, and we are running out of time real fast. So yes, we got to we figure are. out where we're going to go. That's right. Uh, so let's see. You're going to throw the dart. So yeah, I'll get right. the map. Uh, it's way in the back. Here, yeah. Got it. Okay, you got it. Get up, get up the wall here. There you go. Smooth it out. It's good. Okay, now get the dart. You. Oh, the dart. Spoon hey, drawer two. Two. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. I got it. Got it. Yep. I got okay, it. Okay. Get in the circle. Okay. Here I am. Okay. You ready? Yep. One, One two. two. Three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, oh how did I do? Central and up. Yeah. Uh, South Dakota. Oh, that works. Lemon, South Dakota with two M's. Never heard of it. Well, there must be a Shady Grove RV park. Okay. Let's, let's go, go find out. out. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been an insane sort of a show. Yes, it has. We're uh, off the rails. <laughs> let's try and get our heads together and uh, come back next <laughs> week and do it again. All right. Okay. Well, uh, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Trucker's Radio. USA. USA. Remember to look out behind you. It's, it's a, a derriere. derriere.